What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back to the show. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you know that I was in Barcelona recently for Reshape Conference. Reshape is an exhibition and content series that explores the future of fashion through the lens of innovation. Last episode, we heard from Aldo Salazzo, the founder and producer of Reshape. Today, we're speaking with Mikhail Serrano, the events director at Fira de Barcelona. Fira de Barcelona has a portfolio of 70 international trade shows and over 4.4 million square feet of show space. Each year, Fira gathers over 35,000 companies and 3 million visitors, making it one of Europe's largest trade and convention organizations. In this episode, we're going to learn more about why a giant industry event would host a startup fashion exhibition and why Barcelona seems to be a breeding ground for innovation over the years. Right now, here's my conversation with Mikhail Serrano, the events director at Fira de Barcelona. So, Mikhail, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Thank you for being here. So, to start off, who are you and what do you do? I'm the show director of industry from Needs to Solutions, based in Barcelona, and also director for Healthio. Fira de Barcelona, this is an organization we were talking about before we started recording. It's kind of unique to European culture that you're both a venue, but you have world-leading programming. Can you tell us about what is the organization? And uh, we're going to talk about Reshape in a moment and how that fits into it. Mm-hmm. Fira Barcelona is an institution that has been in the city for over 100 years, and we host here large events like the Mobile World Congress that actually that's organized by third parties. But in that case, for instance, the city of Barcelona had to adapt to their requirements. So what it means is that basically we are not only a venue, but we also are a bunch of people helping other organizers organize their events. At the same time, we are Organizer, we organize our own events that actually they help uh, industries get together and get more innovative. You mentioned you had a background in fashion. Is that how Reshape found its way into the programming that we have going on here today? Well, fashion is my sweet spot. And yes, I was a director of Barcelona Bridal Week. And before that, I organized and launched a show about more casual clothing. It was right after the Bread and Butter. Bread and Butter was a very big show that we had in Barcelona and they moved to Berlin. So basically, we had like for seven editions or nine editions twice a year, a show called The Brandery, which basically ended up being a helping retailers and helping brands to get closer to the end consumer while we were suffering the crisis of 2008. So imagine like how to reinvent every six months, no? like the fashion. And so Reshape came to be, how did, how did you meet Aldo? How did that all happen? So basically we also had, Barcelona is the city of design. And actually, even if we had machinery in our shows, like technological shows, we also always had some kind of an exhibit inside to showcase innovation in their more purest form. We had the vendors showing their technology and trying to sell, but we also wanted to inspire whoever visited the show. So we, they created one more like for the end consumer for 3D printers, the small machines 
connected to the fab labs and then we saw the innovation that they did in fabrics and at that time they were talking more about uh, wearables and so then we thought well let's help develop that together and then we are growing together and we think and we believe that showing smart products to the buyers of machinery could help them realize how important is adapting their production to what it's needed. So downstairs at the Reshape exhibition, we have lots of designers that are showing these experimental and conceptual projects that they're presenting that perhaps they're not commercialized yet, but they're maybe looking towards that, maybe not. How do you think that this experimentation fits into an industry event that's supposed to be about business? Yeah, so this is a very interesting um, situation because I constantly ask Aldo, hey, I need to know and I, we need to be able to explain that these conceptual projects they finalize in real applications and products and this is our aim for the upcoming events but you don't know that on the spot because those are projects then you have to follow up throughout the year and years and see remember 2016 project that won or whatever now it's being used here and here and here so i think we have to go through a couple of years more to see real examples of applications he was just telling me that one of the fabrics that won a couple of years ago now might be applied to a building and actually that's very Funny because it's like a, some uh, material that actually won an award in uh, chemicals. That material was applied to a fabric and now to a, a building. That is going to be easier for me and for us to explain the applications of and the benefits of reshape. It's so conceptual that I'm doing a lot of tours with buyers and vendors explaining this is where we're going. We're showing smart products and we have to start manufacturing and designing, thinking on the concept of the smart product. Less so selling machinery, you have to start adapting your technology to the consumer or whoever's going to be buying and also manufacturing that. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I come from North America where a product or a project is judged on how well it's going to fit into the market mm. or how commercial it could become. You receive investment based on how much money your business will yeah. make. And so a lot of the projects downstairs in the exhibition, like I said, they're very conceptual. And so what's the value in, and because I'm finding that this is something that's unique to Europe, is this idea of a allowing people to experiment and see where it goes and then perhaps you find an application down the road later. What do you think the value is in experimentation for experimentation's sake? Well, basically because if we don't do it, we're going to we won't innovate. And actually, let's make it super bland. Uh, whoever's selling a machine, let's call it 3D printer or whatever, if they don't have behind someone pushing for design, someone pushing for application, different materials, different thinking out of the box, they will continue selling the same printer for 10 years. And that's not possible anymore. So imagine a 3D printer that is more avant-garde, let's call it, for a machine that actually bends metal, they have to really adapt to that situation. So really having that as a inspirational disruptive corner and they go like and if you see it it's surrounded by huge machines so we put them right there because we want that moment of wow what is this 
thing doing here. So basically we have an opportunity to present that is that no, no, this is the future and you guys have to adapt to that. So as I understand it, you recently immigrated to Canada and you've been living in Canada, but you're originally from Barcelona. I was hoping you could tell me about the innovation economy in Barcelona. Well, Barcelona has been for many years uh, a hub of innovation and, and we have uh, these policies that they just want people from all over the world coming here. And actually, it's funny enough, but FIRA Barcelona having Mobile World Congress, as I said at the beginning, the city had to adapt to the mobility, so the city invested a lot of money on, not cell phones, but just like these antennas and stuff like that. They created a whole neighborhood where they have, it's called like a 22 arroba, which is 22 at, like the at letter. And actually it's just a hub of startups and companies that they just talk about mobility. Then, secondly, we came up with the smart cities. We have a smart city congress, which is the world's largest congress. Barcelona had to adapt and become a smart city. So now, with my, like my show that is at the beginning started as being a show about 3D printing, and now we have evolved to an industrial show. Barcelona, and in this case, Catalonia, the region, it became and is becoming a hub of uh, additive manufacturing, 3D printing. HP, in fact, actually is outside of Barcelona. It's the Barcelona uh, office is the one, are the ones that they created the 3D printer that actually is worldwide sold. So we are a very innovative and very well connected in Europe and worldwide uh, city for many years. And as I'm a tourist here in Barcelona, I'm visiting some of the architecture and the landscape that's centuries old, and it seems to me that there's been innovation here for such a long time. It's not just with digital technology. I was, you know, at the Gaudi Museum and seeing this new style of architecture. So what is it about this city that allows people to think so outside the box? I don't know. And actually, I love that you almost have goosebumps because I love the city, right? I'm, I'm a local. Gaudi, Miro. Miro was you know, like making stains of blue and green. Picasso, he wasn't from here, but he grew up here and he's, he has the biggest museum, but also food. We have like so many Michelin stars here. So I think, as Toronto, we could say, but Barcelona is a harbor, harbor in the Mediterranean. So it has been always in contact with other cultures. And with that in mind, has been also like a merchants and we, it was a hub of, of having like a, all these connections with uh, north of Africa, which very, is very close from here. For me, it sounds very far away, but it's, if you think about it, now that I live in North America, it's very close by, right? So it had so many influence from other cultures that they had to adapt. And actually, as you said, Gaudi, he was called as a crazy man at that time. But now, I mean, it's, it's fascinating what you see, right? So I don't know, maybe it's that the thing, like being in a, in a geographically spot that is influenced by many other cultures. Yeah, it's definitely been a spot to watch over the years. And so what innovations are you most excited about in terms of how they'll impact industry? One of them, it's not about fashion, but actually it could be con connected to that. One of the verticals that we've been working harder and that we could see most innovation is healthcare. We have a whole day here, and actually you cannot see it in the, in the venue. It's, it's actually it's closed in, a, in one of the rooms, but you, you're more than welcome to go afterwards. It's a full day of uh, presenting innovation. And by the way, we have two guests from Toronto as well, which it happened to be random. These uh, two doctors are being uh, innovating in 3D printing of bioprinting. So 
it's for me it just gets out of reach of my mind like have to think printing skin or this printing cells right and not only the fact of doing that what can be done afterwards so in the case of uh, uh, 3d printing and you could see that also in uh, the wearables it's fascinating how the concept of personalizing you know and fashion and, and actually haute couture everyone wants to have the dress and that's my dress so now you can have that not that dress but basically something that suits you and it is something that your life is going to be better because it's some part of your health that it's better for me it's just like i really it's it's mind-blowing so that is a place that you can see very high benefits and speaking of disruption, it seems like you are disrupting yourself from the inside out. You describe yourself as like the anti-trade show, as you mentioned. So could you explain how you're innovating the way that we even think about trade shows? Certainly. When you go to these massive trade shows in Germany, for instance, industry, and they manufacture a lot of cars and these huge manufacturers, you see these large booths and many like serving beer and basically like it's massive, right? And here, we, on a smaller scale, we have to reinvent that because the trade shows per se, like the booth, are dated. However, social media, internet cannot beat meeting face to face and shaking hands. So events and meeting and congresses, they're always going to be to, um, happening. However, we have to think about how we present things differently. Hence, reshape, hence the way that we have created the heart of our event. It's the arena of innovation and you can see printed or you can see these products and you don't see the technology, you see application. And that's how we turn it inside out and that's the way we present it from the point of view of the visitor, not so much the vendor. Absolutely. How can people follow you and stay in touch? Well, uh, follow me in LinkedIn, Instagram, Mikael Serrano with a Q, not with a G. Okay, great. We'll put links. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. That was my conversation with the events director at Fiera de Barcelona. To subscribe to the Electric Runway podcast, find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever the best podcasts are found. If you want to follow Electric Runway on social media, we're at electric underscore runway. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future.